Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This podcast is recorded on Noongar land. We'd like to acknowledge and pay our respects to the traditional owners of the land and extend that respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal, Torres Strait Islander and their elders who are listening today. We respect their spiritual relationship with their country. Have you ever wondered exactly what it is that that married man found so appealing about paying for it? Or watched the murder doco and thought, how can that monster's mother still love him? Welcome to To Be Frank, the show that invites you to step inside the world of Constance Hall as she explores the most interesting topics and people from all over the world with no BS, no filter. Now your host, Constance Hall, and co-host, Claudia McLeod. Hello and welcome to another episode of To Be Frank with me and Claudia. Today's episode is super cool because we talked to my mum, who is Jackie, Jackie Robinson. She is as extroverted as, no, she's not as extroverted, but she's as open as me. She's a real open book and she talks really candidly about raising me, about different boyfriends, different life experiences. She touches on even being the other woman. I kind of sprung that one on her. But she's so open about everything, about using drugs when she was young and she was mothering me. And to hear someone, I think, with her shit together as much as my mum has her shit together, anyone who follows me will know that she's super strict and she's, you know, just like has her shit together basically. But talking about these different aspects of her life is cool because it just, to me, I just think about how complex women are and how many different facets there are to a woman's life. And it's so easy to just pigeonhole people as one thing, but women are just so many different things. And I'm so grateful mum did this interview. I'm actually a bitch of a daughter because I know my mum's biggest fear, right? And that is me having another baby. (laughs) Like she's constantly asking me what contraception I'm using. And, you know, like you're not pregnant. I, you wouldn't think about having another kid. And just to tell you listeners, I would never have another kid. Like I'm so not about that. I've got six children, five biological children. I used to have so many kids because I always thought having a big family would be great. And I always thought I was giving my kids something by giving them a sibling. And I'm at a point now where having another sibling wouldn't actually be giving them anything. It would be taking away from them. It would be making me spread even thinner. So anyway, I'm just not going to have another kid. But my mum doesn't believe that. She still has this fear. So I told her I was pregnant. in this episode, which is so mean, but um, it's really, really funny. So I couldn't help myself. All in the name of humour. I hope you love it. Let us know what you think. And thanks again for listening. My mum's 93 now. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm interviewing today where Claudia and I are in the studio, my back room, at the sleep out of my mum's house, and my mum's in her bedroom, and we're interviewing Which the I'm one busy. and only Jackie Robinson. Welcome. Thank you, thank you. She's not 93. How old are you, mum? Uh, I'm not really sure. I, was, I don't know, 61. <laughs> You're 61, mum. You had it's- me when you were 21 I'm t- and I'm 40. Yeah, but I don't know. Because I was born in December, sometimes it just gets a bit tricky. (laughs) You have to be there to understand it. I've never heard that one. I love it. 
<laughs> so a quick background for you, like, because I was, James was asking me what your story was last night. And I was like, oh, save it for the podcast. <laughs> Tell us, like, about, you know, when you lost your parents and how you brought up your siblings and things like that. Okay. Why do I feel teary all of a sudden? No, <laughs> no. I was 18 and pregnant with Stella. Mum got lung cancer. So obviously she died. And then the boys, my three younger siblings went to an auntie and she just couldn't cope with them. And one of them said, can I move in? And then the other two said, yeah, we're coming. And then um, they moved in and we were always renting houses and we were renting houses in Subi and they were always dilapidated, you know, rental houses. So you tend to sort of move every six months and everything else. When you could get rental. And, so, and oh. so you were pregnant with Stella, you were 18, your mum had passed away, your three younger siblings had moved in with you and you ma- also married at 18? Yeah, to your dad. Oh. Why did you marry dad? Did you feel like the pressure because you were having a baby or? I don't know. I think he was just my only friend and we were really good friends, oh. you know, and... Of course, there's that drug sort of connection. What drugs, Mum? <laughs> so we all well, know I, what I drugs. I asked kind of about when you met, and she and she couldn't, she didn't know the story. Yeah, yeah, I don't know the story about how you met my dad. It was just at where I met most men at a pub, listening to a band. And yeah, he, that's where you met my stepdad as well. Yeah, that's that was the go-to place. I mean, that's where yeah. I met every man in Perth. <laughs> what, what, like, did he say something to you? Like, what was the, you know, the moment? There wasn't a moment. Did he just harass you until you went, okay, I'll go out? No, no, we were just friends and then, you know. Well, Dad husband. had a story, Mum. Dad said everybody used to always ask how I got your mother and I used to always say to them, you approach the prettiest girl in the room because I guarantee she'll be the loneliest because no one else will be approaching oh. her because they will be too intimidated. Well, that, it's interesting. I mean, I always thought I was the prettiest girl in the room, but no, I thought no one else did. Why don't you know? No, I'm everyone else thought it. <laughs> I felt like no one quite knew. <laughs> I didn't realize that you were pregnant when you lost your mum. I didn't realize that. I thought that must have happened afterwards. Yeah, oh, I was five months, and you know, yeah, I was put on a lot of weight too. I so I don't know why that's you did important. Not put on a lot of weight. I've seen photos of you. You were like a size eight, pregnant. In those days, you had to be, you know, really skinny. <laughs> and then along this is then this is where my eating pregnancy. disorders came from. I know we <laughs> we all know the story about how I gave you eating disorders. <laughs> she didn't. She just used to say, "It's not that I want you to be skinny; it's that I know that if you're skinnier, you'll be happier." And it's <laughs> true. It's absolutely true. <laughs> she still says it's true Even now. Of course, I can't say that to my grandchildren. But oh, you can't. It is true. Right, you know. <laughs> So, Jackie, this is why we've got you on the podcast because we need your direct answers to these. Because we can't say this sort of stuff, Mum. And then, so then along came Yes, I've always felt, you know, if you're with someone and you have a kid, you sort of have to have two to cement it. But also, of course, after Stella I got pregnant and I thought this is ridiculous. We're all living in a duplex with three boys and so I had an abortion. And I felt so bad, I quickly made another one and then Con came along. (laughs) Isn't that funny? I've never felt guilty about any of my abortions. I know. Yeah. but Different uh, time, different like pressures. Yeah. And I guess I was just, I don't know, probably not in a great space 
at the time. And yeah. uh, you came along. And along came me. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest is history. She was, yeah, this chubby little thing. She was oh, <laughs> so cute. So my mum and dad broke up when I was six months old. Was yeah. it mum or was it earlier than that? No, it was about that. And why'd you kick dad out? Well, I just thought there was something better out there, I guess. <laughs> you know, it turns out there wasn't. Did you say that to him? Like, what, what? No, and he was hurt. And men do go a bit sort of stalkerish. And I remember I was at a hotel with the next guy that I'd moved in with by then. And he came in and sort of slammed the divorce papers down at the table. So I could see he was hurt. But to his credit, he never tried to embarrass me or. Anything no, else. he never said a bad word about yeah. you to me. It was just if your mum was ever harsh with me, it was because she had to be, you know, yeah. like he, oh, he was I lovely. I was like, why'd you move back to Melbourne when you knew that I was there in Perth, you know, when I was young and being, yeah. and being sanctimonious? And he <laughs> said, you don't understand love. When you love someone and they don't love you, you become like an annoying little puppy dog. And it's I didn't so want to continue to annoy your mum. It's oh, so true. I've had boyfriends, nice. yeah, that stalk the fuck out of you like as if that's going to change your mind you know if you look out your bedroom right. window and there's someone like looking in yeah. it's not going I remember to- the french guy i remember living with mum when i was like six and like she was like moving me away from the window and looking out the window and there was like a, the french guy had come to the window and done something and mum was like french people are a bit crazy honey. <laughs> <laughs> i still try and find him on facebook though he was kind of cute I can't find Yeah, you. well, <laughs> there were many men in my childhood. We had so many funny stories. And I always say to people, when people say to me, like, I'm worried about whether or not to introduce him to my my mm. new boyfriend, I always go, do you know what? Of all the things that could fuck a kid up in their childhood, like yeah. meeting the different boyfriends of my mums is not one of them. Yeah, ex- and it, I met yeah. so many of them and I learned how to get what I wanted out of them because I knew they were in the honeymoon stage and they yeah. would do whatever I told them to do. <laughs> yeah. Bring you that pack of lollies that you really want. And yeah. also I think something else that's sort of worth mentioning is that never once in my entire childhood with however many men I might have met was I ever like even almost going to be in danger of yeah. being creeped onto by a yeah. man. Yeah. Like people often think, oh, you know, women with boyfriends, you've got to keep your boyfriends away because you've got to be safe and all the rest of it. But there was never anything like that. It was always me and mum and then like a boyfriend if he's mm. there. And it was also separate. And, yeah, I just think there might be a bit of a, I'm not saying a myth like be, be more relaxed with dodgy men around no, your no, kids. But, yeah. but, you know, people judge women so much yeah. if they have, men around children but I certainly loved I mean I fucked one of mum's boyfriends over bad once oh my god I thought you were gonna say you yeah I know I was gonna <laughs> say what? Oh, what the fuck I'm calling him yeah no it was the pharmacist and mum I don't know if you want me to tell this story no he won't be listening they're probably all dead she used to go out with older men but um, I still like older men she yeah, had so these pharmacists, and you know, some men try extra hard to get in with you when you're a kid. Like I see it all the time with friends and yeah. boyfriends and their kids and yeah. stuff. And this guy would always bring me lollies and stuff from his chemist, right? And then when me and mum were in the city, we would go in and he would give me free gum and he would give me a candle. And so I was in the city one day on my own and <laughs> without mum with my friends and I wanted to like slay. I know. Like I'm going to go in and get free stuff <laughs> off this guy because he's in love with my mum. And so I went Watch in. this guy. So I went in and this like woman serves me. Me and she goes, can I help you? And I was like, yeah, I just wanted some free like chewing gum or <laughs> because 
Um, Peter, the owner of this place, used to go out with my mom, and he oh, gives me free stuff. No, and the woman goes, "What do you mean, Peter? Used to go out with your mom? I've been married to Peter for twenty years." <gasps> I know. <laughs> You see, when you're young, oh, these things aren't she important. Went upstairs, she kicks Peter's ass, brings him downstairs, and he's looking at me like, abort mission. And I was just like, whatever. By then oh I was like, my God, that's the best story. I know. I know. I was but like, it was long over by then. But I just thought, first I thought, oh, no. And then I thought, oh, oh fuck it. You know, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, mum got angry at me. He goes and calls mum. Mum's yeah. like, what did you do today? And I'm like, turns out Peter's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Peter, 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 what a loser. But that poor woman, like, what a way to find I out. I know, I know. Did you know she was, he was married, mum? Did you just, were you just morally compromised at the time? I was morally compromised. I wouldn't do that now. But also it was that sort of relationship. It wasn't together, together. You know, some people you move in straight away and, together and other people it's just well because he was together with and did he wife, ever you tell know? you that he was did he say like i'm married but i'm not in love like what did he say yeah all that yeah oh it's all that same old thing you know they were separate parts of the house and everything else but when you're young you really don't have the same moral code mm, you know it's, it's very just, true it's yeah. all about you you need attention you need i don't know what you need yeah, but, it's so true. I like yeah. I actually often think about this because like when I was 23, I was with a guy who had a um partner and she left he left the partner for me and like I I don't know what was wrong with me at the time. Like I just didn't put myself in her position or didn't dare to feel what she might be feeling or yeah. even know the severity yeah, and it wasn't seen. until I was older and that was happening to me and I was like Oh my god, what's wrong with me? I know, I know. Like, I was so ashamed of that part of me all that, that didn't care. All that sort of stuff is like emotional intelligence, like, and you're not, yeah. you don't have it when you're younger. Well, you know, I'm you don't. You kind of you know what's no, right and wrong. Don't know. But, yeah, you've been around the block, and yeah, it comes. Yeah, it I agree. Come. I agree. Um, yeah. Now this leads us into one question that I really want to know. So that's I'm at. Okay. So just to fill our listeners in, I did a little shout out on Instagram and I asked, because mum does appear on Instagram quite often, she's usually ranting in the background and saying, (laughs) you know, awful things about everybody. You should try living with Con. (laughs) (laughs) And so I did a little shout out and I said, does anyone want to ask my mother any questions? And we've got some beauties. We do, and this could, you know, if it goes well, be a regular segment. Ask Jackie. <laughs> so we've got one: how to navigate parenting teenage girls. It is just a goddamn nightmare. That's why, honestly, boys are better. If you have a choice, <laughs> see, have see boys. Like, you know, Jackie once said, "What is it? You haven't lived. You haven't had lived. sons." I was like, "Jackie, you don't know. You don't know love until you have a son." <laughs> That's what she said to me when I was pregnant. <laughs> And I was looking at her like, what the fuck is wrong with you, mum? And she was like, oh, I didn't mean it like that. One of my girlfriends has said the same thing, though. She's got girl, boy, girl. She's like, it is there is something different about it. It's like, she goes, I can't even like put it into words. But I can put it into words. I can tell you right now that boys are less emotionally complicated. Yes. They're less sophisticated emotionally, I think. And so they the love that you have for a daughter, it's more complex, but it could even be stronger. There is a stronger bond and a more similarities. This is what I think. I mean, I look at my boys and I go, Oh little the love they have for me is just so pure. Whereas Billy Violet will walk in and she'll be like, 
you didn't call me the Uber that you said you'd call me. Yeah. You don't love me. Where you, you said you'd, you'd pay for my cart, for my Euro shopping cart. And I'm just like, I know out of all my kids, Billy's the one who would jump in front of a train for me if she needed to. It's true. I mean, you and I have the closest relationship that I've had with anyone and I suspect we'll end up growing old or I'll be older together. <laughs> but... What was, what was she like as a teenager? So and, she and- had a really bad time. It was, we were so estranged for a while. It was horrendous. I remember it was going, like six months. What? And that's all she remembers. Yeah, it was huge in my life. I thought I'd lost you. And I remember going to Geno's and this woman who was some sort of clairvoyant said to me, you know, she will come back to you. Oh, now I'm tearing up. And she did. So you just have to accept that. Girls come back. back I have a theory about teenage girls. I have a theory that if you want to raise like game changers, like powerhouses that will not be trampled on, that will not become, you know, victims to the patriarchy, you need to accept that they're going to flex their muscles and, and learn to spread their wings on you. And they're going to, you know, you're going to be their first kill, basically. And, yeah, it's true because you don't, I mean, I was so shy and meek and mild when I was young and it's such a fucking waste of time, you know. You just, you're not happy. You're just <laughs> laughing along with people. It's like trying to get jokes when they flop over your head and you're going, <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> I left school at 15 for fuck's sake. So, um yeah, you want you want to hang them. in there, and yeah, they'll come back. They around. will come back. Yeah, because like it's interesting because Mum was very like introverted. She's more insular. She has her group of people, and that's usually just her family. Yeah, and everyone else is sort of on the outside. Whereas I was an extrovert from mm. day one, yeah. and so I was always like you know different like we were always different like that and I see myself becoming more like mum mm. now as Billy Violet will say to me like aren't they so nice and I'll be like yeah I don't really trust them sweetheart <laughs> <laughs> she's like why and I'm like because I'm turning into granny <laughs> I think it sort of starts to happen like 35 we, we turn into yeah mm. our, our mothers I remember them. standing at the back <laughs> at the back shed at my at mum's house when we were growing up and I was hurling abuse at her and I remember the thought the, the looking at her she was on the back step I was in the shed and as the words were flying out of my mouth I was thinking how could you say that yeah. to her like you've gone too far now there will be no coming back after saying that but yeah. didn't stop me I still just hurled it out at her I remember saying the same thing to my mum being so mean saying and you've got no friends horrendous yes. things that you yeah, sound right where it yeah. hurts like, and I know Will and Harry would never say anything that mean to me but no. Con would and Billy Violet yeah. would yeah. I don't know. I'm a bit more scared yeah. of you these days. I only because you walk away. You're under my Denim. roof. That's the only reason. <laughs> now I just go right, um, and then I call Denim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on, on to another good question. What's it like having everyone under your roof? I have to say, I 90% of the time I adore it, and when they finally go, I know I'll be really lonely. But every morning waking up early, you think, "Oh, fuck my daughter." Why isn't she here getting the mark? 
But that's because mum doesn't like, we have this problem where mum doesn't let me do things and then she complains that she does them. Because it's always so easier like, to do it you yourself. Want to sleep in, if you want to sleep in, sleep in, let me do it. She would not I let couldn't. me. I couldn't. I know. And and do the kids in the mornings and get their, them dressed and, and ready for school. like, <laughs> Or even wash the dishes. Like She's just like, move over and just let me do it. <laughs> and then she like calls up her boyfriend and bitches about me. What boyfriend? <laughs> the, that Simon. But... Um, I only really love someone if I bitch about them. That's what my Aww. new motto. I remember Denim said to me when my brother walked into my house and he told me to go fuck myself and I said, you go fuck yourself. And then we abused each other a bit more and he left and he said the interesting thing you need to learn about Con's family is the more mean to each other they are, yes. the closer they are. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of love. <laughs> if they're polite to each other, you know they don't really spend much time together. <laughs> <laughs> love it. It's true, but oh, I, you know, I've still got Harry living here. So, and I hope the um, that Billy Violet will use this place as a base when she gets older. It's like keeping up with the Kardashians, but it's like totally. we don't even have the same last name. There's Hall Robinson, mm. Marn, and oh, you're still a Robinson. Mum yeah. kept Scott's there, there last. I like that name. Similarity between your family and the Kardashians. I see it. I, really I think we could be that big. <laughs> Mum thinks we're sitting on a pot of gold. Yeah, it's our reality TV. I really think Con is Kim. You know, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so Kim. I just I think just you're more um, yeah. Chloe. Oh, fuck I off. Chloe. You're Chloe. <laughs> Chloe. You're Chloe. I'm Kim. She has done Billy well for herself. Kylie. She it looks amazing. Chloe. But what about those know? filters they use on Insta? They People have got to ban them. My God, they look. Oh, my God. People say to me all the time, stop using filters. And I'm just like, can you give me a break? Life is so hard as it is. And I have enough fucking men messaging me, telling me that I'm a fat, ugly slut that looks like a pig every day. Mum's laughing. She's hilarious. So it's my prerogative to a filter on. But you know they're all bloody dumb motherfuckers. But I still don't want to expose myself. It's just, I think it's just like makeup. If you can't be bothered putting your makeup on, you chuck a filter on. I mean, as long as you're not actually like changing your features, I think. No, I've tried to do the nose slimming ones, but that's another (laughs) problem that I've got from my childhood. When I was like, my dad had a big nose, my dad had a big nose, and so and my mum has a lovely little nose, and so I got dad's nose, but it's sort of halfway between mum's and dad's nose. Yeah, I don't think I think it's more halfway between mum's and dad's because dad used to say to me, "You don't have my nose. My nose is like a boiled egg." And it's true, I don't. But mum used to say to me when I was like 12, she's like, don't worry, when you get to 16, I'll pay for a nose job. I don't. See, and that's what I mean. That's being young and not emotionally intelligent enough. Because you have a kid. That, you should, yeah. that should have taken me off you when you were leaving the hospital. I mean, weight is one thing when you're a kid. You can do something about that. But your nose, it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to put these into highlights in the caption. What do you think? This is a question for me. What do you think Com would be doing if, um, you know, the blogging hadn't have taken off, like the parent sex? And I think, like, where, where do you think any good now? business person, she would keep finding something until something caught. I, you know, I just re- that to me actually. Yeah. I remember once mum said to me, she goes, you know, like your art was, it was gaining traction yeah. and you'd saved up money. And I was, I saved up 10 grand selling art, which was yeah. pretty amazing. Um, I was going to go to Ireland with it, but then I got pregnant with the twins. So I just paid for a new deck at my house. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I haven't. Have you got mum? So one of the reasons that I we've got you, you on, we got no, what? I watched her online. What have you done? So, 
No. Don't freak out. <gasps> but me and Denim are having another baby. No. She's not fucking kidding. Just one more. No. Really? Um, yes. That's why I went and got my pap smear the other day. Like I was making sure everything was okay. Darling. I don't know what to say. I wish I could. Celebrate, guys. It's a baby. Yay. Sweet. No, it's, it's gorgeous. It's going to be gorgeous. Oh, I darling. Kind of it's so much for you. Then, Mom, I promise. You have so much on your plate. I love you That's so you much. Come in, I can't do this anymore, Mum. I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you are such a bitch. You are such a, she is such a fucking good liar. Honestly, I'm in in tears. I'm thinking, I can see what she's like. What good little plan. She could see I was going to cry because I didn't know what to do. I'll give her a hug and promise to leave and take all my kids and never come back. It's just the sort of thing, it's either another kid or another fucking huge dog, you know. (laughs) We bought a puppy and we're having another baby. I was going to make you feel that straight off. I was like, no. I thought, no. Because Chloe goes, she's not going to believe it. I said, no, you don't understand. This is mum's biggest fear. Like, she will believe it. She's often tried to say, what contraception are you using? I'm like, mum, fuck off. It's my body. Give me a break. all I hear about is like, oh, you know, we don't. I'm like, no, you need to be on top. It's <laughs> how much sex they're having. And I, I know. Oh, and because, because everything's been great now. It's I like, know. That's, I haven't yeah. had lots of sex when things weren't great. Let's um, <laughs> more of a worry. make it better. Oh, Jackie, you were right. <laughs> But I told Harry, my brother Harry, that I was going to do this and you should have seen him piss himself laughing. I know. He's he lives with us and he knows how how horrible that would be for mum. And for Harry. God, he's, oh, I don't know what he'd do. Oh, I couldn't even keep it going I think, much I think he'd have to move out. He just would. He would just be like, no. I'm <laughs> no, it's all free rent. Harry's about the money. I read this thing. So my brother Harry, guys, he's um, doing his master's while working in a government job. Um, he's an environmental scientist. But he's got a new job. He's only, but... he's only 23 and he's got more savings than me. Like if you want to meet anyone that's the opposite of me, it's Harry. And, <laughs> and me, like, I have $3 in my bank. Seriously, that's, how, oh, that's my balance. Harry, right? well, that's right. We, we call him Last Hope Harry. He's... <laughs> He wouldn't give me a cracker. No, oh, he would. He would, but he would want to know what she's going to do with yeah, it. You know, is she going to invest it? But I read an it's article. Funny, like you know, he's just yeah. He's probably it's always definitely like that, right? Scott side. It's that capitalist, liberalish sort of thing he's got going. Yeah, so Scott's and sensible. Scott's and family is super like rich mm, and just snobby, super and right wing. wing. Really right wing, like really racist. Like when yeah. Mum oh, first don't went say back that. house, what? Don't say racist. No, they were. No, they would say, like, say anything here. <laughs> they would say like awful things and like treat people like terribly. I just, yeah. yeah it was anyway, really what weird were you saying? Sorry, Dan. And then I met this like old woman who was like saying all these things. I was like, Mum, and she's like, Shh, I'm onto <laughs> something. <laughs> Shut up, Con. You've already, you've already got me to the pharmacist. Don't do it again. Put a muzzle on her. She used to close my bedroom door when she had a guy coming over. I haven't told him yet. 
<laughs> and break it to him. <laughs> what were you saying? Sorry, darling. Me? Yeah, about Harry. About Harry. Oh, um, you read something. What was I Harry? saying? Oh, yeah, wait, wait, no, I read an back article. We can talk about Will, Harry. Harry. <laughs> and then we can do Will. Um, no, I was reading an article yesterday and I only read like, the headline, but it was like, is, the, is this Gen, is it, what is it, Gen X? No, the next one. Gen Z? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I, are we, Gen Y? I don't know. But anyway, this yeah, new generation of young people, are they the new greedy baby boomers? Mm. And I was like, that's interesting because they all have a, their own spin on it yeah. about how they're just being clever with their money. Yeah. But you don't they see are, a huge. They, that's a really good point. Don't see a huge amount of like, where, where's the donating? Where's the caring about the neighbour? Where's the mm. just squirrelling away all their money and being super? You really, super- absolutely. I mean, Harry travels two hours, well, two hours, that's an exaggeration. That's in my head. But an hour to ride, push bike to the train station, then catch a train to work. And I'm saying, you know, you could drive and then you could come back and you'd have time to go to the soup get because he likes his you know what I mean? food and stuff. But it's they, worth they it. They put their body through all this yeah. grueling shit yeah. in order to save a few fucking dollars. Yeah. It's and all about like, don't, like David Goggins shit. Mm. Like, you know, he he runs for 30 hours a day and he makes his body not sleep. Harry's constantly wanting to push his body. He's yeah. super healthy as well. Yeah, like they don't, a, they don't drink and do as much. No, I mean, he did say to me the other day when he went to the dentist, I don't know if he's going to get cross with me, but that I should have warned him how expensive dentists were. (laughs) 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 He didn't want to hand over the card. The dentist quoted but you know what? The dentists are pains the dentists in the ass. Are, I remember feeling the same way. And it is a rude shock when you get to that, you know, in your early 20s and yeah. you've got to pay for all that stuff yourself. You're like, what the fuck? I know. And you know, your health insurance runs out. I remember mum going, right, so now you've got it. And I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah, no, yeah, I've always been the dental clinic girl. So. No, I, I, I had, when I met my ex-husband, I had a toothache and he was like, oh, my God, are you okay? I was like, I've had this toothache for five years. I can't yeah. afford to <laughs> I'll be okay. Yeah, it does. It'll go away in a couple of days and it'll be fine. <laughs> you got a good 10 years out of that toothache before anything bad happens. <laughs> but anyway, it's true. And then I told you have to pay for water and everything. How to co-parent with an asshole. Mum's always been the boss in her relationship. She doesn't understand us women. But even who, if it's not you, you know, like from what you've seen of people, what's what's your advice there? Know. It's that's another thing where age is better because the older you get, you realise it's just not important what they think or think what they do, and you know, as long as you're not. But being I always hurt. think, you know, what one thing that if you're in the midst of it with a shit house partner or ex partner, and they are doing everything to make your life crap. As much as this sounds shit, but you've probably, depending on your kid's age, you've probably only got like eight more years of it. I know. And that time sounds like forever, but the truth is they can't have any control over, they shouldn't have any control over you now, to yeah. be honest, to be fair, but they won't even be able to control your children in and that time. this is true. When you're younger, up to, say, 35, time goes so slow, but when you get a bit older, it goes so fast. I mean, Con and I sort of co-parent, I like to think. You do. <laughs> She's mum and I'm dad, it's true. It is true. And I must admit, being it's- dad is, so when I was in Margs, I was both because Denim wasn't doing mum very well. And <laughs> <laughs> but 
but like if if I actually was in a normal relationship, like a relationship that I'd want to be in where I had a partner that did everything mum wise, kids' birthdays, mm. you know, or anything not not mum wise, anything stay at home parents yeah. should shopping like dinner, yeah, the lunches, I do all of that. And if I could just focus on making money, yes. it's like you're the, you're the man. Yeah. yeah. And then having yeah. fun with the kids. Yeah. You know, like yeah. doing, yeah. and Taking also doing the, you know, I'm happy to like do the crappy things. I like put them to bed and bath them and all the rest of it because you should both really do it. But if you were in this idealistic relationship, it's kind of like what me and mum do. Mm-hmm. Like mum does. Only problem is that like people like schools and doctors. And I know. They won't take it they from They all her. want to speak to Con, which is if Con yeah. was a man, they wouldn't. They wouldn't say, come up to the school now and pick up your child is yeah. threatened to No, when I was in class. Margaret River, they would call me and say, you need to come to the school because Rumi's eaten all of his lunch at recess and he doesn't have any. And I'm like, well, if he's eaten all of his lunch yeah. at recess, he doesn't need anything yeah. now. You need to come to the school. I'm in a meeting. And I was thinking, if I was a man, if I was a fucking bloke and I was working on St. George's Terrace and I was running a huge exactly. company and I was in a board meeting, would you be saying, no, leave and come into the kid another sandwich? No, exactly. It's I fucking know. annoying. But no one wants a phone call for that anyway. Rumi, sort it out, mate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I know, but Rumi's a... Sort his you know, if he's eating his lunch at Reese's, well... I had to pay Arlo $50 if he could teach Rumi how to tie his shoelaces. Oh. And guess what? He did it. Yeah, we've been asking him for a year. A year to teach him. But all of a sudden you dangle a fucking fitty. um, That's a pro for having a daughter that's made money. (laughs) (laughs) Problem Problem is that I now have six children that won't lift a fucking finger without money. Unless you're dangling a note in one of their bodies. Yeah. I know, it is true. And I've said that. I haven't heard you heard her speaking like a... I've said um, that to Con. I mean, it was fine for me to be generous because I only had what I had. Tops was $20 in my purse on payday and she wanted it, Con could have it. But her kids, of course, Tops in her purse, in her card, is, you know, thousands of dollars. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So yeah, you have to be like a bit that now. They're all just yeah. little, mm. they just need instant and they've got everything. Like they, they don't have to work mm. for it. I remember when I was items, young, you know, like steal for it. And iPhones and, you know, it's just. Mum, when I was young, ridiculous. you got really drunk and you were Me? like, yeah, and she'd get Mago on a Saturday night or Friday night and she would just laugh. Her laugh would just get louder and louder and she would have her brothers over or her brothers and some new fling. And I would know the second I heard her laugh getting louder, I'd know I could get whatever I wanted. So one night My she kids had. do that to me. It's fucked. One night she had yeah. $60 in her wallet. She gave me 20 and then later on she, I was like, Mum, I need more money for something. She gave me another 20 By the end of it, she gave me $60 in the morning. She was it was like a bag of shit coming into my room going, sorry, <laughs> about that money. <laughs> I, have it back? I said, I'll cut you a deal. You can have $40 back and I kept 20. She's like, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic. But it's true. I mean, and then that was it though for till next week or yeah, fortnight gone, or whenever. 
And I mm. could never make my money last anyway, so I may as well give it to her. <laughs> <laughs> I was under a good thing. And then pick right back in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> or sometimes I would think, do yeah. you have any of that money? <laughs> or I'd look in my purse and think, fuck, I thought I had more. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I always felt bad. I'd feel guilty. <laughs> what is the worst thing that Con has ever done? The most hurtful thing is that time when we were estranged, when just that lack of connection. You can deal with anything else in life, really you can. But And you can reconnect, but you've got to get a serve and you don't yeah. you don't have the fucking, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I feel like I could reconnect with you, but I'd have to listen to you telling me all the things that I've done wrong and you just don't have the strength. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, that's probably a good point. Oh, I wouldn't have thought that, but... <laughs> <laughs> But it is. Uh, That's the worst thing you can do to um, someone. What I wanted to ask you about was, do you remember that time? Mum used to manage self-lock storage, which was a storage, you know, like Mm. you go and Mm. store your things in. And that wasn't a cool job. That would have been interesting. When I was really young, so when I was really young, she used to work at Club 8 View and that was like my best life because like mum would literally, I would, pretend to be sick and I'd go to work with her and I would be on the dance floor making post mix, playing the piano. There was like an old piano oh, there. The roller skates on stuff on stuff that people dropped on the ground. Like. Not lost property in the 80s. It so I'd big. walk into mum's office with like a sequin purse, one earring and a heel. <laughs> I'd be like, hello, baby. <laughs> or, of course, the story where my boss had this really beautiful old desk. It was just amazing. Murray, I think he's gone now, and Con got the white out. And I didn't even notice what she was doing. And she was whiting out the desk. And he he was so trying to be so kind, but he was so pissed off. Was, <laughs> I mean, I would have been too, but she's my daughter. <laughs> what can I do, drop kicker? I felt like something was wrong at the time. But, Mum, so when you were working at Self-Lock Storage, this is really fascinating. So, like, I mean, the reason I had a piano in my room when I was young was because someone didn't pay would yeah. come back for their bill, so you get to keep all their stuff, which yeah. is kind of shit. But yeah. you know, I had a beautiful old Persian rug, and yeah. some like considering we were so poor, yeah. I had like this like magnificent shit in my room. But there was one like very well known Australian like drug lord mm. came. Mm. Are you okay to talk about that, or are you? Yeah, still but disturbed? I don't know if you should use names because I don't want to get assassinated. Okay. No. So just, you know, make, make Very it. well known, like in the headlines all the time. And he stored, what was it? He had this, like, an overnight bag and it was just sitting. We thought he hadn't paid, but somehow it got confused. So we opened up the log and went in and there was this bag and it was full of vac-packed pot, marijuana, I guess. <laughs> and then, of course, we went, I was with a guy and we went over there and I touched it and I thought, oh, fuck, I shouldn't have touched it because, you know, fingerprints, I'm dead. Then I had to go to court and testify that I'd found it and oh. his lawyer was saying, and what, you just raced and called the police straight away? It's like, don't you know, I don't like the police. I was yeah, there's no way someone. I would have done that. Yeah. And go through your head of, oh, maybe I could make some money or, you know, <laughs> keep it all to myself and. And, but yeah, this particular drug lord was known for like killing people in witness protection. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So everyone knows who it is now. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) 
He's not going to go, oh, I'm going to go back and kill this girl's mum because <laughs> I wouldn't do anything like that to put you in danger. But mum was quite the gangster. Mum, um, do you remember that time when I was with one of your boyfriends and someone tried to shoot him? Yes. Well, he said that. Well, <laughs> the, the bullet came through the window and it hit the light on top of the desk that I was sitting at, right? So where then, was this? Where was his um, workshop? In uh, North Perth. Near you. And so he grabs me and throws me under the desk. Well, that's nice. And next minute, like, mum's there yelling at him and then saying to me, oh, it's one of Guy's crazy friends and they were just playing a game. And, <laughs> and, and so, like, literally, like, they had all their... They had all their heavy mates there, like, looking to see where the guy was, and I'm like, oh, that's one insane game. <laughs> where he shot from and everything. And, and I believed the story until I was, like, 13 and put the pieces back together. Maybe I was a better liar then, but I remember telling, off subject, of course, telling Con that um, I took our dog to the toy shop in the middle of the night and the dog picked out a present for Christmas. And she, she really, made up so much shit. She That's believed sweet. me and it was. And then yeah. when the guinea pigs died and every time I drove past the beach, I'd be like, there he is. I said they ran away to the beach. <laughs> you, you are quite like gullible and just, you know, you you really, you're a bit of an empath. <laughs> I not believe people. I don't think people are full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, tell us another story from the storage locker quickly. <laughs> That's it. I'm out of. She, your mum doesn't remember any of her stories. I could tell you a million. <laughs> yeah. Remind me. She had, like, boyfriends in bands, so there was always bands. Oh, I'm a groupie at heart. Give me someone playing anything and wrap my little legs around them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what's funny, though? You know when I was, like, six, like, I still remember thinking that we used to call this guy Kissy Kissy Jimmy because, like, he'd blow us kisses while he was um, playing the drums and it was all very, like, uncle It wasn't creepy at all. Yeah. But I'd go into mum's room, put on her heels, put on her lipstick, like, Kissy Kissy Jimmy's here. And I'd be, like, <laughs> like looking through the door like, he wants me. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and that makes me super protective of young girls because I know yeah. that they don't see age barriers, <laughs> that they really do think that adult men might be in love with them. But I remember with mum's friends, I mean, they would always, because mum was a big drinker and had always friends over, thinking that her friends, they must like me. And it's like, well, why don't they want to have sex with me? You know, I, you know I'm 10, 11, <laughs> and this is how, this is why you have to protect girls. Problem is back then they so, probably did, um, Mum. Well, mm. they obviously knew better. But you, that's what I mean, little girls, <laughs> they do. They fall in love and, you know, I'll do anything for you. Yeah, yep. just to have that fucking attention. Connection. But, like, I always think about you when you were young and I think about you being quite vulnerable. Like, there was no language that we have today. So you couldn't go, like, I, yeah. I didn't want to do that. That was, I yeah. was coerced into that. Or, you know, like, I remember when I was getting my driver's license, my mum was being super protective of me. And I was like, what's wrong with you? She's like, well, when I went to get my license, the creep goes, maybe next time yeah. if you didn't wear knickers. You this could, was the um, driving pass. teacher, and, yeah, and that like was that. just part of it, yeah. Some of my students don't wear underwear. And, <laughs> and then, of course, I stupidly go and book him in again because it's just weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
No, it is. It, it's not weird. I so see it. Like I was reading a story the other day about these backpackers that um that have to do their year visas. Mm. So they have to like work out yeah. on the farm. And this woman, she articulated her story so well about how this guy got managed to get her into a place of where the creepier things that he did, he still had an excuse yeah. for it. And it was yeah. very much like, why are you being stupid? Yeah. You know, like, I'm not going to do that. Don't be stupid. Why are you treating me like that? And so she's writing the story saying, and she was Irish, so she was pretty cool and she was going, and, and I feel like an idiot. I couldn't call the police because yeah. nothing had really happened, right? But she was so scared to be back in front of him because he would make her feel like they can cut through you mm. with their eyes and just go, and you don't have, yeah. you're not armed with the language. Yeah. I think language is so important to Absolutely. be able to articulate yeah. why you're making me uncomfortable, why I feel like I can't say no. And, I mean, it does come down to education does play a part in that too. Absolutely. Also, people like that. Yeah. They prey on yeah. vulnerable people. Someone damaged. Yeah. I mean, this thing about generational trauma, I know it's a thing. I know it's a thing. So because mum and they had all this trauma and I remember my uncle was explaining it to me and saying, so mum's granddad was the editor of um, the West Australian. So they, and, they, and it wasn't just that. He was also like quite a well-known figure in Western Australia. Yeah. He was sort of the youngest editor ever. and Your dad's dad? No, no my mum's dad. Dad, yeah, and it carried a bit of weight back in the day. Yeah, didn't he have the? <laughs> didn't he have the license? Back to the weight. <laughs> I think he had the brought the license for colour TV into WA. Or there was something. I don't if know. You, if you Wikipedia him, he was really well known figure. And once I was cutting an old man's hair, and he had worked at the West, and I told him who my great grandfather was, and he was blown away. Yeah, he was like the old. You know, he people. used to carry a gun in his bat in his briefcase. Like he was like that guy was so cool. <laughs> wow. Anyway, so she came from this family of sort of hoity-toity Western Australians and then her mum had mental health issues, like got electric shock treatment and all that sort of stuff. And her mum, so mum was born in Rome, her mum had four children to a man from the Navy in America. And so my granddad from America was also the guy, he was on the Navy ship that picked up the first guy from the moon. You know how they land in little capsules in the water? They picked him up. Now, I don't know. I've always thought that, but now I don't know. If you know when you're a kid, you make things up? No, it was true, Mum, because it gets a bit, when yeah. Uncle Jim was working in the communities, me and Granddad went to the schools and Granddad had printouts of the photos oh. of the capsule in the water yeah. and stuff. I just yeah. remember seeing a line of Navy men and going, oh, yeah, there's Dad. But no, that was true. That yeah. was true. Don't don't shit on my story. <laughs> <laughs> I, in case anyone's fact-checking. I don't no, know. no, no, it is true. You can fact check. Ask Uncle Jim, Mum. He oh, will know. Okay. Anyway, and so like Uncle Jim once said to me, he goes, so because we came from this sort of hoity-toity world but we had a mum that didn't have a dad present, it was sort of known, we were sort of everyone kind of felt sorry for us because mm. she had mental health problems mm. quite severe which turned into sort of drug problems mm. like prescription drugs and drinking a lot and then we had no dad and we were always known as these kids and then for our mum to also die when we were all mm. teenagers, yeah, young teenagers. How old was Will when your mum died? Well, if I was 18, he was 11, 12, something. Yeah, so, so yeah, really little sad. little boys, but little I'm, kids. I thought that you, I didn't realise that your dad wasn't around. So what, yeah. like how long was your mum on her own for? Forever. Oh, forever. He he came over to WA and then he was shipped up to Exmouth. You know, the Navy was quite up there. Mm, okay. And then he used to just come and visit. But Do, And you remember that? Yeah. 
I bet he has eight UFO stories. I fucking wish I spoke to him more. <laughs> I found him so boring because there's an American who's like, Carney, that must be where you get it. I yeah. don't think you're cooperating. <laughs> That's the way he talked. It was really un, un. So you met him? Yeah, heaps. He moved to Australia. Oh, I went, oh. went to America as well when I was little. He paid oh. for me and mum to come over. But he moved to Australia and he, and he died here. Right. And um, they bought a house in Fremantle. But he was so unloving. Like if you yeah. gave him a kiss on the cheek, he would shudder. Yeah. And, he was um, so yeah. unconnecting, unconnected. Really, like mum would ask him for help when it was just her and the boys after her mum had died and it was like no fucks given. Like, Well, he did, to his credit though, he did always pay the weekly amount yeah but he just yeah absolutely connect. but you know every Might time you move like house you have to come up with the bond and this and that I mean, yeah, so that and i never yeah. got bonds back sad, but when mum had will and harry because i was so in love with those boys still at but i would be 14 or 15 holding will and i would just throw him on grandpa <laughs> <laughs> and i'd be like watch isn't this beautiful watch this. And grandpa would just be shaking <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, my point was intergenerational trauma. So they came from this really sort of traumatised position and then I was raised by them, like my mum mainly, mm. but my uncles were a big part of my life. And um, and I always had this sort of shadow of our past and it was because the way that they parented me reflected that. And they say it takes seven generations mm. to work through significant trauma. Yep. Mm. And, I mean, I am probably parenting my kids now in a way that is trying to not, yep. do you know what I mean? So yep. overcompensate in the wrong ways and, um, yeah, I believe it. it. It's true. It just, yep. no matter how much you try, it just seeps into people's, I don't know, souls or whatever. You try and keep it, you know, especially when Con and Stella were young and say if I was using and stuff, you sort of think, well, I've got my toe against the bathroom door while I'm doing it so they can't come in. So they don't know. But you know these things seep into them. But I to be fair, Mum, I didn't know. Like to reference that, Mum was Mum only used for a few years of her life really, but because she was in that sort of la-di-da world of full of judgy pricks, um, <laughs> she it became something that kind of like followed her around. And I think that might be why I am so I empathetic towards drug addicts and and I can really compartmentalize addiction with personality and parenting because my mum might have been on drugs for a few years but my fucking bed was always made my dinner was on time I had to have a bath you know what I mean there is not yeah there isn't that necessarily you know yeah. you you can't parent it's it called a, a functioning addict and I was always that and I actually didn't know until I was 18 and she told me she could have gotten away with me never knowing yeah so while things might have seeped through I don't think I would actually even remember you being in the bathroom and me, yeah, I know. You know, but I'm just, yeah, just in some subconscious level. It's more yeah, the chip on her yeah. shoulder, yeah, because she's like, "What? What are you judging me for?" Yeah, this? exactly. And I'm like, oh, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do jump the gun sometimes, but, but she has always raised me with that. Like addiction is is not necessarily an illness, but people don't choose. That's all you've no, always said. Yeah, no, people no, don't choose these lives. That Gabor Mate did say something that. It very nearly works, and that's the thing. Having an addiction, it very—it's just a few little hiccups, and one day maybe it will. That'll just be the way some people live. Yeah, I completely agree. If there's—I mean, I think about opiates, and I think if my kid died, 
You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I would need something to fucking, or, yeah. or I'd be in danger of dying yeah. because no one can live with that kind of pain. And if there's yeah. something that can take it away. And it does give you that warm feeling that love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, people think it's not subtle, but it is very subtle. It's not as if you go. Yeah, I remember saying to yeah. Dad once, like we were on the tram and there was these like addicts on the tram and they were like falling asleep and yelling at everyone and, you know, I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> and one little, you know, snippet of. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And yeah. I remember saying to Dad, was Mum like that? And Dad's gone, oh, darling, please, your mum was such a princess when she used drugs. She wouldn't oh. even she wouldn't even go and score for herself like she had people that would do that. <laughs> well, it was him. <laughs> he was such a loyal one. He was. <laughs> yeah. As long as you let me back in, I'll he bring was, you drugs. Um, a loyal soldier. <laughs> All right, we've got, a, we've got a really funny question from a queen now just to like Yeah, let's lighten up. up a bit. This is really good. <laughs> Jackie, what's your advice on this? I don't know how to tell my new partner about my foot fetish. I'm scared. She'll think it's weird. <laughs> I wish I had a fetish. I think it Me shows too. you've got a passion for something. And if <laughs> I was that person, if someone loved my ugly, crappy toes, I would be in heaven. You know, yeah. I mean, it means you don't have to suck dick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that is so overrated, isn't it? So just go, just go for it. <laughs> yeah. What's your advice on on head jobs, Mum? If you have a partner that wants a head job a week, what would you say? Oh my God, they just think that or, you or like you know, anal Wednesdays. And that, I mean, that luckily that skipped through me over me. I must have been in what? that era. What, anal, anal, and yeah. it went through you. No. <laughs> It wasn't a thing. And then when it was a thing, I was old enough to go, oh, I'm not into that. Yeah. So, yeah. What do you think about choking? You know, people think that men think that you really love it, love doing it. And mm-hmm. of course you don't. Who like, no. you know, who likes nearly <laughs> choking to death? Not hard. Do you know what? Denim said to me, maybe. Actually, I actually don't mind it. Don't you? Yeah. yeah. I have friends who but say like, they I would rather. Always. I think it's like, yeah, it depends on the. If you person. feel, on if the that day. turns you on, that's great. It mm. just depends on the, depends on the. the I won't judge you, Claude. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then not said, later and, and said to me a couple of years ago, he said, every girl swallows. Every girl that I've been with swallows. And I just, I've never swallowed again. I, I had a partner that was like, no, every, every woman does anal. And I was like. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and then I was thinking, I hope no one ever asked my con because, you know, Jesus, she's got bum problems. <laughs> Denzi's very well aware of my bum. It's a no-go zone. Yeah, and he's happy with that. But I'm pretty sure having a bum problem is a good, like, barrier. It yeah. is a very good God, I wish yeah. I had You know what? I've already got enough bum problems as it is without having an unwanted knob in there. Yeah. What's the, what's the weirdest fetish you've, um, like, been exposed to? Have you ever been exposed to fetishes? No, like, I really haven't. They've all been fetishes. Mum wants to go and get a happy ending. She's I was really into that it. yesterday because I went and had a massage at you know one of these places that it, it you know it wasn't cheap, but I was like, is this a you know yeah yeah? Um, but it, it feels, was. If someone massages you, Con shouted me ages ago when you're at Violet Pilot, um, some facial thing, and she started massaging my arms. And all of a sudden I'm thinking, fuck, 
for rubbing your arm. <laughs> Come on, this was the um the lady that was doing it. Oh, someone else. Yeah. Thank God. Ah, oh, yeah. And, right. was, and it was really weird. I'm just thinking it feels really nice, and I can yeah. feel that mm. feeling in my gut. You know. I like mm. couldn't say, and, and it made you think that you wanted a happy ending. And it made me think I just grab her hand. And <laughs> 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 I was thinking yesterday. I was like, I wonder if women are out there getting a happy ending. Yeah, well, they, they should be. be. Well, I don't know. You I'd know, like, like to hear from any of our listeners that um, that know of any really good like escort agencies for yeah. women. Yeah, because I've had many a single friend who have said, "I just want a really good route, yeah. but a really nice one, not some guy with waxed eyebrows that walks mm. in and does a strip tease for you." You know, yeah. like a really nice George yeah. Clooney esque. Yeah, yeah, and so also you know, men my age are still because they were born in the fifties and sixties. They still think that it's up to you to to climax. Just you just wriggle a bit, and that'll do it. You know, and it's all yeah, about they them. Don't, they're not working they, hard for it. Yeah, you mean like they're that. not yes, working. They don't want to. And you only want someone that wants to. You don't want them to do it if they don't want to. It's, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? You can't. Well, that's what they say. Women's sexual, like, arousal is so closely linked to feeling desired. Yeah. If you feel like yes. someone is just obsessed with your body and wants yeah. every bit of it. But I think that's the thing with, like, escorts. Like, I feel like if I was paying for it, I think, well, they don't really want to be. Yeah, there. that's how I feel too. Right? I've lost you. It's paused. No, Mum, it's fine. <laughs> can you hear me? I can now. <laughs> yeah, we can see you, so don't worry. <laughs> Hello. Hello. She's on <laughs> those old people on FaceTime. That's what she's like. She's not screenshotting us. It's <laughs> <Everyone is> paused. <laughs> Did you pull out the internet? <laughs> oh All right, well, we've gone over time. Mum, we'll have to bring you back. I was going to say it's enough time. Jesus. And she's really impatient. Oh, uh, my feet are Jackie. twitching. Guys, we need more questions for next time. Yeah, if you want to hear, hear from Mum and her blunt advice, just DM us. <laughs> oh, yeah, and our new Instagram page. To be Frankies. To be Frankies. Yeah. Thanks for listening, That's Frankies. That's cute. I thought, who, who thought of that? Yeah, Man. Jackie, what do you think of the podcast? Oh, I Have love it. I haven't listened to the, act, the very latest, but of course really? I love it. It's amazing. Oh, she's the best. She's, she's, you guys are amazing. I just oh. can't. <laughs> when you get that $20 million offer, I'll, um, 60, 60. I'll get a brand new car. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll chuck mum we'll another And we might even pay for your um, anaesthesia to get that place yeah. so you don't have to lie there away. <laughs> so I wake up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Love you, Mom. Love you. Aww. See ya. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of To Be Frank. If you enjoyed this episode and want more, be sure to click follow. And leaving a review helps others find the podcast. Join us next time as we explore more interesting topics and people from all over the world. <laughs>